Jody Crumpy, director of the Erie City Mission Thrift Stores and Donation Center. When you shop at one of our two thrift stores or drop off items at our donation center, you are providing a meal. You are housing a man in our shelter, helping men and women overcome addiction and giving our inner city youth an opportunity to learn. I want to thank you for making a difference. This is our city, our mission. God bless you. All year round, Frontier Home Products and Design has what you need to make your home comfortable and beautiful. Relax on a new timber tech deck designed by Frontier's experts. A new fireplace from Frontier Home Products Fireplace Gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home. Beauty and versatility at Frontier Home Products and Design Center, 4213 Peachtree, 5th next to the Bayfront Highway. Frontier Home Products and Design Center. Discover a new PA contractor number PA039007. Welcome to TalkErie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. Says we have John Baker and Micah Bowers. Hi, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Good to be with you guys. We are here to talk taxes. Yeah. Everyone's favorite subject. (laughs) (laughs) And next on the show, watching paint dry. No, this this is a joke. This accounting joke. Don't you love that? uh uh (laughs) No, honestly, is there is there such a thing that gives you more? Harpern or Achita, as we would say in the Italians, than taxes and filing. I mean, it is it is anxiety-inducing. It is, that's for sure. A lot of people, um, you know, uh, don't look forward to this time of the year, for sure. <laughs> when those first tax forms start arriving, you know, that's that's what uh, reminds them usually. So, It's so interesting because there was a ritual that I grew up with where you know, the IRS sent every taxpayer a packet directly to their house with the booklet and the form, and it matched whatever you you filed last year. And so, when I was a single in my eight in the eighties, mm-hmm. I got what the ten forty A or maybe even the ten forty E Z, and it was this thing. Oh gosh, I better hang on to this, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It is a hundred percent different now. Yeah, for so, sure. And more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they went from that to the. Uh, you know, you could go down to the post office to pick up your forms, and then now they got to the point where you can't even do that. So uh, it's virtually impossible. You have to send form ahead of time if you want to get the forms from the IRS. <laughs> well, and that may be like that may be like point number one in our takeaways is don't even think about filing on paper, right? Yep, yep. Talk yep. about that. Well, as a as a tax preparer, preparing firm, we're not allowed to do paper anymore. It's everything. Everything has to be e-filed now. Uh, individuals are allowed to, but it's going to be the the slow way through because the IRS uh, looks at them last because they basically process all of the e filing first. So if you've got um, a return, you're really delaying. Right, you're really going to really delay it for a long time that way. Um, so, and and I, it, you know probably scrutinized more because it's going to be looked at by a human or the rest of it. it usually is not not so. It's like scanned right. with an algorithm looking for errors, right? Basically, yeah. Yep. The um, I read something here that the IRS is about nine million filings behind 
So think about it. It's been a full year since the last season. Right. They're nine million behind. Seven million were paper filings, and so mm-hmm. they may have <laughs> given a check like within six right. or eight. Well, no, no, no. How many weeks is it usually? Uh, it's like um, for a refund. For refile, it's usually within two weeks. For paper filing, it's within three months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they might have given a check out, but yeah. then they haven't done anything with, the, with right. the paperwork yet. They haven't gone through it all. So point number one is do not even think about paper filing. Right? <laughs> Use the technology that's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So what are the headlines in the 2022 return, would you say? Well, interestingly enough, um, the 2022 tax season is, is probably best headlined as returning to more normal. Um, ah. With the COVID things falling away now, uh, you know, a lot of the things that were on there last year, the uh, COVID payments, obviously, there was exceptions for taking money out of retirement plans. There was a lot, a lot of things associated with COVID that are now gone. Um, there, there was also uh, an enhanced child tax credit that's gone, that's gone away now. Uh, so probably one of the biggest things I would warn people of this year is be careful. Don't, don't plan on as big a refund as you got last year because mm-hmm. uh, it's not likely to happen with all the changes that did, they're pulling back Did you back find away. that a lot of your clients were due a that third uh, ARP uh, or CARES Act, whatever, whatever the, the, the Congress, mm-hmm. the, you know, stimulus money right. that they had n- they had not gotten in 2021, they were due it on the tax return. I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, really, the only time that happens is if their if their income changed drastically from one year to another, uh, because the IRS, when they sent the payments out, they based it on the previous year. Right. But they're really technically, you know, based on on the current year at the time. And so, um, so if somebody had, like, for example, they had too high of an income the year before that they didn't qualify for it, but then in 2021 they had actually qualified, you know, had a lower income and qualified, then they would get one. But that, that's really, there wasn't really a lot that fell into that category unless their income changed, you know, pretty drastically. More of a rare thing. And those procrastinators that procrastinated beyond the filing date and hadn't done tax returns from the previous year, obviously they, didn't they, get their they check. weren't going to get right. their check. So it was one more reason. Hey, get your stuff updated on time. Yeah. <laughs> well, another, another scenario that I heard is people that move often. If the IRS didn't know where you live, they couldn't necessarily, or they didn't know what your bank account was, right. they couldn't necessarily drop that in there. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah there and was, so, I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of kickbacks on bank accounts that, that didn't. Uh, they just didn't yeah. go through. Huh? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I would think that maybe you guys are, have a little bit more stable client clientele. Yeah, and we're always helping new people as well, yeah. which is important because, like, that's one instance where you know someone hadn't filed from before, and it's like, all right, let's take a look at you know your overall situation. You know, everything that you do now affects the future. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we need to make that clear that right. Kingdom Tax Services is available to anybody, no matter what your situation is. And sometimes, if you're in a jam, you really need to talk to Kingdom Tax. <laughs> right. Yeah, believe it or not, I've had I've had two people already this year that have walked in and said, "Can you can I can you do my taxes?" And we said, "Yes." They said. Okay, I haven't done them for five years, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. so it happens more often than you think. But right, mm-hmm. you, well, you get you get kind of stuck in a unusual situation, and you're trying to figure your way I out. Think, I think people get overwhelmed, and they, you know, is the farther it goes, the more overwhelming it is, and they just can't wow. start, you know. Wow. And so, yeah, that goes kind of back to the 
you know, when you say, oh, that's an easy question or that's a hard question, the difference between an easy question and a hard question is if you know the answer. Uh, there you so, go. Wow. So with so much with taxes, it's people don't know the answer, so then they're stuck, and then they get into that mode of, or I'm not going to do anything because I don't know the right thing to do. Uh, so then you can miss out on tax credits to, and then end up being late, or there could be money out there that the government has that you've been giving to them on a, a five-year interest-free loan uh, if you've been waiting that long to file. You, you you mentioned a lot of the COVID things have dropped off. Does that make the form and all the questions on the form easier, I guess? Yeah, there's there's a lot of questions that are missing now, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, you big, needed to confirm different things, right? right? Yeah, the yeah. biggest problem was is that you had to know last year going in, you know, which payments you got and which ones you didn't get and how much they were. And, and unfortunately, most people had no idea, you know, mm-hmm. and so... There was places that you could look it up, but a lot of people aren't uh, computer savvy to, to do that. And so uh, that, that created a bit of a problem. And, you know, some people said they didn't get it. And then so they they thought they're going to get a bigger tax refund. And then when the IRS processed it, of course, they caught it and right. <laughs> sent less sent less out. So um, so there was probably more of those surprises last year than, than usual. But, yeah, thankfully, our our intake form is a little bit nicer this year because we don't have about, you know, seven questions on that we had last year. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's so. amazing. The. Um, uh, you mentioned child tax credit. I want to dive in there for a little bit because I think there's a lot of confusion re- regarding this. So in um, so in 2022, there was no extended. There was just regular t- child tax credit. Right. So there were no monthly payments. Yeah. So there was there was no monthly payments, and it wasn't extended. So the the uh, child tax credit in 2021 was raised to a higher age. Uh, I believe it was 17 and above, um, whereas now it's 16 or 16 and, and below. below yeah. right. um, and so the um, uh, so their the actual extension of it was cut down, and they didn't reap and they weren't giving it ahead of time. So in 2021, they were giving people up to half of it ahead of time, so that when they filed their tax return, you know they they. Um, just didn't get that then they got it early so but they got um, the other half they got yeah, the second they got, half they got right? the other half right so now they're just getting the half yeah well now it's i mean they're 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 probably getting more on their tax return if in those situations because they didn't get the advanced but if they had somebody that's turned 17 or 18 now you know Yikes. they won't well, they got it last you year know, they won't get it at all that is that is a big deal because because yeah. mm-hmm. you think well, this kid is still mm-hmm. in high school. I should still be getting child tax credit. I'm still right. supporting him. I'm still supporting. I mean, if anything, they're right. costing me more right. money. <laughs> yep. And, and the t- bigger child kids, tax bigger credit problems, goes away. Right? Yeah. Bigger kids, bigger problems. It yeah. costs more. You know, you're sure. you're 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 paying for more things. But you think that, so that's a big difference between twenty five hundred dollar credit and five hundred dollar uh, yeah. once they hit. You know, how how many people when when they're making their what is it the W four. When they're setting up their employer with the amount of, the, and we're going to talk about that later too, of how to plan for the future. But how many people incorporate that child tax credit in there when they when they're counting how many deductions they want to take, or getting extra or ex, not extra withholding but less withholding, I yeah. should say. Mm-hmm. Well, in in I believe it's 2020, the uh, new W four came out, which. Uh, is actually much easier than it used to be. It used to be there was a really large calculation you had to yes. do. Uh, now, now I think it asks you how many children you have. You know, are you married or not, and do you want extra money taken out? <laughs> so okay. uh, it's down to you know 
four questions now, which makes it a whole lot easier for people to kind of get it right compared to what they used to. Do, do people generally have the the their withholding pretty good, the, the guys that you see, the people? Yeah, I mean, uh, part of our financial planning, we, we try to make sure they come out pretty close. So uh, so our regular clients are, are really pretty close. You know, we do run into some some of the new ones that, that are letting the government hold a lot more than usually, usually more honestly than they need to. Um, and, you know, we do run into the occasional business owner that starts a business and doesn't realize how much they need to withhold and then usually ends up with a big bill. So... We're already getting some questions here on our text line at 814-679-1080. And while we're on child tax credit, what is the actual child tax credit this year? That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I believe it is. It does change by age. Yeah, it does change every year, and it changes by age. Um, oh, so oh, the little guys still get more? Well, you get more to, while they're under 16. Um, and then, oh, okay. it, then there is a... There is a child t- or a credit for ones that are over that are dependents. Yeah, so once, um, they're, once they're 17 and independent, then you're $500. Right. Uh, is the credit as a 17, so just kind of like a, a general dependent credit? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, but I think I took it. Yeah, I was, I was happy to find out about that one. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, yeah, if you're supporting somebody's um, more than 50, you know, 51% or more of their expenses, okay. you can, they can be your dependent whether they're. Well, yeah, right. You know, so it's fifteen hundred this year uh, for the two thousand twenty two tax year. Um, so and that's again down down a little bit. And, and that year. has nothing to do with whether they're six and under, and six to sixteen. No, no. Which is what happened in twenty twenty one. Right, we were getting more money mm-hmm. for the really little guys. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. There was you know, all kinds, all kinds. Boy, of there was a lot of stuff <laughs> in that bill, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. The second question is: if your child has a job. Do they have to file if they make less than a certain amount? Well, technically, nobody has to file if they're under the if they if they're under the the standard deduction. So, if you take the standard deduction off and they're zero taxable income, then they generally don't. Um, so, you know, with a what you have to be careful of though is are the parents claiming them or not because their right. standard deduction changes uh, depending on whether they're being claimed or not, and so. If they're under that, um, then you know technically you don't have to file it. Uh, but the uh, problem is most people don't know until they figure it out. <laughs> right. Or not well, and, and, it, and it, you know it's that uh, it's that 1040 EZ for that single right. filer. Yeah. The other thing is if there's money being withheld and sent to the federal government, you want that money back, right? right? You got it. Yeah. Why I mean, don't you let them have it? So. All right, we're going to take our first break. We've got our tax folks with us from Kingdom Financial and Kingdom Tax. Uh, our phone number, 814-679-1080. If you have a question, uh, get a hold of us here. We'll be back in about 90 seconds. <laughs> American County Councilman Chairman Brian Shank and my show, Boots on the Ground, can be heard right here on TalkErie.com. Tune in Tuesday mornings at 9.30 as we discuss topics that affect Erie County Council and regional concerns. I'll take your phone calls, answer your questions, and discuss what's important to you, the people of Erie County. Tune in to Boots on the Ground with me, Erie County Council Chairman Brian Shank. Tuesdays at 9.30 a.m. on 105.9, 103.3, a.m. 1530, and streaming online at TalkErie.com. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. Well, maybe I am. 
If you're buying a diamond ring for your wife, it's not cool to be cheap. If you're buying airline tickets, oh, it's very cool to be cheap and called Trip Amigo, where you can fly anywhere in the world and save up to 75% on over 500 airlines and 300,000 hotels, plus rental cars and vacation packages. Visit family, friends, or go on a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Go ahead, be cheap. We have special fares we're not allowed to publish. When you book your airline reservations with Trip Amigo, you'll spend your travel money when you get there, not by getting there. Call Trip Amigo now and mention the travel code Amigo and save even more. Call Trip Amigo now. 800-772-4165. 800-772-4165. That's 800-772-4165. Four twenty-two. It's the Joel Natale Show, and we're having our tax day here on the program as we do, as we try to do every year. And uh, some years is super complicated, like last year. I think uh, we put Ben Ryder through the ringer, you know. All <laughs> right. <laughs> but but uh, uh-huh. this year, maybe a little less. Uh, Micah Bowers and John Baker are our guests from Kingdom Financial Group and Kingdom Tax Services. Our phone number eight one four six seven nine ten eighty eight one four six seven nine one zero. Eight zero. All right. So, kind of uh, talked a lot about the the child tax credit. I want to get to um, education credits because I think you know the, you know people of a certain age, like me, maybe a little younger, have those college students, and they don't realize that even college or trade, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of money there, isn't there? There is. Talk about money. it, gentlemen. So there's actually it's a little, little bit uh, crazy the way the government set it up. But there's actually a couple different uh, um, child or you know college credits. There's a um, there's the lifetime learning credit, which is really el- everybody's eligible for. So even if an adult goes back to school and, and takes classes, they can get that. Uh, the other two, not, and not necessarily full time, right? I mean, right? Yeah, wow. part time. Uh, you know, it's a percentage of what they pay. So right. that's it. Um, the other two are, if I can think of them right offhand. Well, there's the American Opportunity. <laughs> American right? Opportunity is, yeah, the other one now. That and, that and that kind of swallowed up two other ones that were before that. Um, and that's generally for ch- kids, and they have to be, they and that one, they do have to be uh, undergraduate. Um, do you usually the find that the parents years. are claiming that credit, or do you let the kids claim it? We usually, have seen it vary, but usually, the, usually the parents are whoever's paying for the education, right? <laughs> well, yeah. or, or that you know, or they're, they're still they're they're dependent, right? I mean, right. I mean, uh, if you you're giving like all that expense. It, it brings up a good point about credits: is that some credits are are, uh, are what they call refundable credits, and some aren't. So the child tax credit, for an example, actually actually is two thousand dollars. I misspoke earlier. There, okay. if fifteen fifteen hundred is significant because that's all that's refundable. So let's say let's say you had you have no then don't really owe any taxes, but you got the child tax credit. Um, even though the credit was two thousand, they would only refund fifteen hundred of it because that's the refundable portion. Um, well, and, they just make it even worse. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, and, and most of the school ones are not refundable, which means that if a child claims them and doesn't owe anything, then, yeah, they'll get the credit, but it doesn't do them any good because they don't get the money back. 
So, so it, it really makes a big difference whether a credit is refundable or not refundable as to whether it's going to do any good. So let's, let's expand on what that means about the refundable versus not refundable. So refundable is if you didn't owe any taxes, like you, like you literally weren't required to pay taxes for that year, you're still going to get money back uh, from the government. So basically you're getting a positive right. <laughs> inco- inflow of cash. So even though you didn't they pay call any taxes. It redistribution of income. <laughs> <laughs> you're making too little. <laughs> So, well, and that that leads us to, you know, the idea of what we were talking about with our, our first guest when, when we were talking about Erie uh, Free Taxes, the, the idea of, of of making sure that every Erie gets their earned income tax credit. I don't know if you guys deal with that much. I would think you do. You know, folks that are at that low level of income that that they get, what, what are they getting back with, with the earned income tax credit? Well, it, it varies. It's a, um, it's actually a interesting scale because it if if they make no money, they virtually don't get anything. If right. they make too much money, they don't get anything. But if they if they kind of fall in the middle, uh, that's when it actually maxes out. So and they're get, are they getting both their withholding tax and their portion of the Medicare and um, Social Security tax? No, they don't get the, the Medicare and Social Security. They, I mean, technically, they don't get that. They, but they oh, do. They don't. But they do get a. They do get a, you know a credit above what they paid in. So, if if somebody actually didn't owe any taxes normally and had an earned income credit, you know, they might get back you know four or five thousand dollars more than they paid in. Um, wow. And so yeah, it, it can be pretty extensive if they fall right in that center. <laughs> so. And what is is that usually? What what level is that? A couple. 20 grand, 30 grand? Yeah. Household income? I would or? say it probably peaks at around maybe 16,000 to 20,000, okay. and then it kind of goes down from there on both sides. So uh, there's a lot it, of built in disincentives. There's a lot of built in disincentives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, especially on the lower end of the income scale, right? I mean, the, yeah. the other part where I've seen that as an incentive is somebody who has retired and their income is really low. Uh, but you know, just, just getting Social Security, and then they get a, another job, just a, like a, a part-time little yeah. job or something. They fall just within that window, and then they're getting an earned income credit that they weren't expecting if they didn't know ahead of time. Oh, I didn't realize you could so, still get that and get your Social Security too. Yeah, I mean, the earned income credit is primarily, re, you know, based on having having a child. But you know, there's a lot of grandparents raising their kids now. <laughs> oh, okay, you do so, need a, you need yeah. a dependent. In I mean, there, there, I think there is one. I think you know there is a smaller earned income credit even without a child. You know, mm-hmm. but that's really where it kicks in. It's once you start having children um, in in the picture. So, but it can be you know any dependent child. So it could be grand grandkids or whatever too. So, what are the other big credits? And I'm down to like two minutes before the bottom of the hour. But like when we're talking about credits, we've talked about child tax, talked about education, talked about earned income. Yep. Is there anything else out there? Well, there's still a child care credit, which you know if you oh. if you have to hire child care so you can work. Um, That's got to be a big deal these days. Yeah, that can be a pretty big credit. Because it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Is that a percentage of your income? It's that, percentage that up to a max. So it's okay. I, I think it maxes out at two thousand twenty five hundred something like that. But it's you know. But so, it's a full credit. But it is a full credit, so it comes right off your taxes, right? So. Uh, and the, you do, uh, and you do have to report. So either you're using a daycare service that is a company or 
the person that you're paying has to report that as income. Yeah. So you'll have oh, to record okay. their social this, security this number not, in there. It's, it's not, not uh, no more under the table stuff. Yeah, <laughs> your aunt Janie is watching the kids. You she know. can, but right, she's going to yeah. report that as income. The IRS did not create that to help people. They created it to make sure they knew everybody was earning money. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that's a big one. Another one is um, that a lot of people, um, especially lower income levels, need to think about it. There, there is a a uh, retirement savings credit, which is uh, which is really a neat one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked before about Roth IRAs, and you know when you put money in a Roth IRA, it doesn't save you on taxes, but you don't ever have to pay tax on it later. Yeah. Well, normally there's no deduction for that, but because of this credit, if somebody that's in a lower income puts money into a Roth IRA, they actually get a credit for doing it. Uh, <laughs> is that like a double dip almost? You bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, wow. And it's you know so it's really a nice uh, nice credit to help somebody you know build hopefully if they're if they're wise they'll sort of turn around take that credit and put it in with it but uh, <laughs> but that would you know that that would it's like uh, getting a match if you will so that's really remarkable okay we're talking taxes here on the Joel and the Tally show with us are John Baker Micah Bowers from Kingdom Financial Group and Kingdom Tax Services gentlemen real quick phone number. 814-836-5234. And uh, you said you do easily four figures in tax returns every year. Yep. Holy moly. Pushing twelve or 1300 this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of taxes. Okay. They, they And they don't have the achita that I have. You know. <laughs> anyway, um, we've been talking about income and credits. I want to start talking about deductions and... Here's a th- here's an overall thirty thousand foot question that, that Natalie has here, and that is, how does inflation impact taxes, especially when it comes to deductions? People are paying more for stuff than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, is the tax and the standard deduction vis-a-vis itemizing is it keeping up with kind of the, this massive seven percent inflation that we're dealing with right now? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Wishy-washy uh, one. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> I wish I could be better, but um, no. The, I mean, it did go up. It went up over eight hundred dollars this year, which is pretty pretty for significant. The standard, for the standard, yeah, for the standard deduction. Um, and so it's over twenty five nine now. So it's but a lot of people's bills went up more than that. Yeah, um, <laughs> twenty five nine for married joint, Mary jointly. Uh, yeah, jointly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, and. Um, on top of that, though, they, they've also taken away some of the deductions you can take off. Like, you can't take off employee business expenses for the last couple of years. They've had that gone. Uh, medical has to be above 10% now for younger people. And um, so, so, honestly, very, very few people nowadays can actually itemize um, because there's just not, you just can't get over that threshold, you know. Uh, which is, you know, it's kind of good that they're giving it to you, anyways. <laughs> yeah. But, but sure. you know, to to actually keep track of it and go over that threshold is very difficult to do, unless you do, you know, unless you do a lot of charitable giving. Or, well, I was gonna say, so the 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 typical, um, let's say the typical Wabtec, one spouse, registered nurse at Hammett, other spouse making, you know, hundred and fifty between them. Right. They're still standard all day long with you know with their mortgage payment, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Plus they do a lot of charitable giving, and I mean a lot. Okay, <laughs> okay. Isn't that? But that's an yeah. interesting because they would be itemized all day long, right? Just a few years ago. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I think wow. before this last change, I think it was down to less than 18% were less less than 18% of the people were itemizing. I haven't heard the new ones now, but I'm sure it's much lower than that now because they've they raised it considerably in the last right. couple of years. Which so. is a great thing that they've raised it. And yeah. It's nice that you don't have to itemize. Um, that is, you know, in the laws, it's actually a temporary tax change. Mm-hmm. So in a few years here, make sure you're encouraging your politicians to extend that. Um, yeah, to keep up with inflation. And, yeah. and just to keep that higher amount. Because, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, if the if the tax laws are expire, uh, your tax cut bill expires, then it'll go down to about half of what it is uh, oh. after that. So oh, okay. So this is thing. So in a way, is, it's, good to, it's, a, it's um, good to have that habit of keeping track of what you're donating um, and, yeah. and all of your expenses because, you know, that could change in a few years. Right, so this this has a sunset clause in this every, bill. Every every tax bill has a sunset clause. So, the, I'll explain that real quick. The reason behind that is ten years ago, the the Congress passed a law, you know, to try to balance the budget that said if, if they can't pass any tax laws that lower the taxes for more than ten years, and mm. so. That you know that would that would make you think they shouldn't pass those laws, but <laughs> yeah. but but instead they put a sunset provision on every law now that at ten at the end of ten years it goes away, and that way they they don't violate their own law, but they but it does you know they can still pass the laws. So so almost every law you've seen come out in the last ten years has had a ten year sunset provision on it. Yeah, Unbelievable. So. Mm-hmm. Um, be, while you're talking about uh, you know giving a lot to charities, there was this. Kind of cool charity extra. I don't know if it was a deduction or a credit, but was it three hundred bucks last right. year? Right. It went up to six hundred last year. Yeah, it was, was three hundred per couple. Yeah. And you and I, I mean, for, now you're for, want to know if it's still here, right? Well, yeah, because <laughs> well, I mean, for people that you know were givers to their right. church, that was like it was like free money. Yeah. They, to give you an honest answer to that, I haven't heard yet. Um, oh, it may, assuming, it may come back. I'm assuming it's it's, it's going to carry through because I haven't heard it's been canceled yet. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but I haven't seen it yet. So was that a deduction, John, or was, it was that a credit? It was a, it was above what they call an above the line deduction. So you didn't have to itemize to take it. You you got to take <laughs> it above the line. So okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that was an unusual one. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Usually, kind of, usually yeah. have to be able to itemize to take off any any charitable giving, but that you didn't have to itemize to get that one. Kind of so. like a a business uh, deduction or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, we have a question from the audience here. Uh, my adult daughter receives disability, goes to community college part time, currently twenty one. Can I continue to claim her as a dependent? Do I report her SSI in my return? You guys, have any thoughts on that? Well, uh, always consult with your tax to get to get yes. a definite answer. But generally speaking, as long as they're under twenty-five um, and a dependent on your tax return, you can you or you can still claim as a dependent on your tax return as long as they're under twenty-five and in school. Um, and so, any Social Security that children receive, whether disability or um, uh, death of a parent, yeah, death of a parent, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, uh, is taxable to the child. But of course, it's not technically taxable because they don't have enough income to make it taxable. So, um, so yeah. So the answer would be that no, he doesn't have to pay tax on it for sure. He wouldn't. Sure, he wouldn't right. claim that right. those dollars. But yeah. so yeah, that that actually works quite well for them. Alrighty, um, let's talk about more about deductions. Uh, there's a lot of folks that are homeowners or, or landowners. Maybe they have uh, some rental properties and things. Any, any, um, any quicksand in, in, in the real estate law these days? Real estate tax law? Not too much. They, I mean, it's um, 
you know, the, you just have to be careful of what you're doing with uh, with real estate. Um, the IRS makes a very distinct difference between improvements and maintenance, right? So if I'm going to, um, you know, put a new rug in where there is a rug, then it's then it's maintenance. If I'm going to, you know, put a new porch on my house, it's it's a capital improvement. Capital improvements have to be spread over the life of the life of the rental unit, which I, I believe is 39 years now. So, um, but you know, uh, other expenses can be taken off immediately. So, so that's the biggest thing. You have to keep track of which is which. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. that makes interesting sense. Uh, how about businesses? A uh, lot of lot of people have these side gigs and so on. Right. Whether they drive Uber or they, you know, they make websites or what have you. How have you? How do you deal with those in the modern era? I guess we do get a lot of those. Um, and I mean, the only thing, you know, obviously, other than keeping track of all the expenses closely and mileage and those kind of things, um, you know, there's really no not too bad of a downside to them. The one thing the IRS is a little bit particular about, though, is that if your business, if your uh, you know super business doesn't make money after three years, they will they will tend to, to declare it as a hobby, uh, and they'll go back and disallow what's been done in the last three years. So, wow. okay. so let's say you took losses for three years in a row, uh, got refunds because you had these big losses, and then by the third year you still can't make money on it. The IRS can go back and say, "Wait a minute, that was a hobby the whole time. Therefore, you, you owe us that money back." So, um, so you know, I, I would say my advice would be is, you know, if you're going to run a business as a business and make try to make money, then go for it. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're just you know playing with it and it's never going to make money, then you're you're you know that's kind of dangerous if you're taking it off on your taxes. So. Interesting stuff. Um, well, so many things. Ahead. So many things that we do at Kingdom Financial Group, Kingdom Tax Service, we do as a team, mm-hmm. uh, and so we have different ones of us with different specialties and expertises. But we're always willing to consult each other. And so Ben Ryder just consulted us via text, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, listening. He sent the message that the special six hundred for charitable deductions was not extended this uh, year. Right. Out. Uh, so that above the line is not there. One above the line that we love to bring up is. Is for those who have turned uh, 70 and a half, is you can donate from your IRAs to your charity. So all those people doing ties or different charitable uh, donations, if you do that directly from your IRA, that's an above-the-line deduction, and then you still get to take that standard deduction uh, as well. So that that kind of that money makes that money tax-free. Plus, you still get to take the standard deduction. Yeah, this comes up a lot during Erie Gives. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, what do they call that? A tax-deferred. Oh, what is that called? Charitable. A QCD, so Qualified QCD, Charitable yeah, Distribution. Qualified Charitable Distribution. Mm-hmm. They, they like to, to pull that out on Erie Gives Day right. because they can cut a check, get the get the match from the community mm-hmm. foundation, yep. and, and it still goes to their charity of their choice. Right. Pretty slick uh, strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I believe Erie, that brings up a great point with there, but the Erie Gives Day is for that you kind of have to plan ahead that oh, you're yeah. going to do it because you need time for that to process and for the, that charity to get the extra credit of the match, it has to be there within a certain time frame. Well, you have to have that check before Erie Gives Day to their to their. So one more, one more time where you need to plan ahead. So <laughs> as you're as you're coming. 
coming in for taxes for the 2022 year uh, now, it's a great time to bring in all of your information and chat with a financial advisor about your strategy going forward. So we do those no obligation initial consultations um, so that we can meet, we can take your uh, tax return um, information for 2022 and, and talk about planning for the future. John, really, uh, taxes is always a consideration, no matter what kind of financial planning that you guys do at Kingdom yeah. Financial. I, I've been doing financial planning for over 35 years, and, and if I had to narrow it down to the biggest factor in financial planning, it is taxes. Um, it's unreal, though, yeah. that it would have that kind of impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, but it, but it really, the it, what's kind of interesting is we always focus on the short term. I guess this is life, right? We always yeah. focus on the short term. But really, the the uh, with taxes, just like everything else, it's really the long term that matters. Um, like for an example, I've seen people that you know have got their taxes down to almost nothing in a year, and they and they're really happy about it. But it's probably the worst thing they could possibly do because some you know somewhere down the road they're going to pay way bigger taxes because they because they didn't pay. Uh, so for example. Wow. Uh, in our in our you know financial planning side, we do Roth conversion. So if we if you have a really low year, we might con- we might convert money. So we purposely pay taxes that year when the taxes are low, because we know that later on you're going to have to take minimum distributions and your taxes are going to go way up. And so um, so that long range planning is is so important when it comes to figuring out. You know, it all comes down to I always say a tax preparer figures out how to pay the least amount of tax this year. A tax planner figures out how to pay the least amount of taxes over your lifetime. So, wow. you know. Amazing stuff. Let, let's talk about, I'm sure there's several folks that are kind of in my boat, which is retirement is not Im- imminent, but it is in Getting the. Closer. Yeah, you can see it, <laughs> right. you, know, at the end of, you know, at the end of the tunnel. So those folks that are 55, 60, 62 years old, special tax considerations for those guys? I mean, if they're if they're in a catch-up mode, right. There's mm-hmm. some provisions for them that way, right? Well, there, there's provisions for them to be able to put more money away uh, on retirement plans. What, you know, any any of the, any of the different retirement plans all have catch-up provisions so they can increase their their contribution considerably. Um, you know, when you're 65, you do get extra extra um, credit for your standard deduction, um, and so that that helps a little bit. Um, uh, but other than that, you know, I mean, it, it, it's actually a harder time because we don't have kids at home and we don't have kids in college usually at that point. So you're paying more. Yeah. So, uh, so there's not, you know, uh, not not as many credits available as there would be otherwise. But so adopt some more kids. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was saying, thank goodness for our uh, one that came six years after their brother, because right. that, that we never skipped a beat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. The the, the, um, the other thing that I'm thinking about is more short term planning, and uh, you know, for for regular folks that are still well within their earning years, what should they be doing to plan for 2023? So for this particular calendar and tax year. What do you, what are you thinking that they should be looking at here? Well, I mean, you do, you want to take pay attention to the the credits are available, like um, you know, like the the government has actually expanded the um, the um, you know cars that are that are you, you can get deductions on and stuff because of the energy. Um, they've changed the energy credit for homes a little bit, so um, but there still are things you know. Uh, so anytime you're going to do renovations on your house or buy appliances, it always pays to look into those things to see yeah. if there's something that would apply for, you know, there a credit would apply to it uh, for sure. Um, what about extraneous uh, 
medical expenses. You have to have a you have to have a, cross a threshold for those, right? You do, um, it, but there are like um, if you can get a health savings account through your employer or even you know uh, businesses can do them on their own. Sometimes um, those can help a lot because that that's pre-tax. You put money into their pre-tax and pay those expenses. So it, essentially, you get for to take like them a off. flexible spending, plan right? Kind of right. Thing. Yeah. 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 So the health savings account, if I, I believe correctly, if you have a high deductible insurance policy, then you can put money into that. Yeah. And if you use it for medical expenses, then it's right. you know coming tax free. So what is what is a high deductible anymore? Because even the normal ones have like <laughs> you can vary two from thousand two, or five thousand to ten thousand, right? Can you know, a person. I think it's two thousand and above. So what they last is that what they're calling yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. It, it, and that's and some of that stuff has already passed because right. open enrollment would have happened already. It's like you have to stay on this stuff all right. year long, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, and, and unfortunately with taxes, you know, it's not a, it's not the big things that make a the, or it's the little things make a huge difference sometimes. Uh, we we had a gentleman come in for an example, a financial planning client, and he said, you know, I've decided I'm going to pay my house off. I think he owed like twenty five thousand on it. And this was in December, and he said, "I'm, I'm going to pull the money out of my retirement plan and pay my house off," and you know, which typically I don't recommend doing, anyways, in a lump sum like that. But I said, "Okay, if, if you're determined to do it," and I said, "Do me a favor, pay half of it off in December and half of it off in January, uh, because that way you're only ta- you're taking it out in two different years." Uh, it actually lowered his taxes by about twenty-seven hundred dollars. Wow! <laughs> wow! Uh, just just by splitting it by a few days, you know. So incredible. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of gotchas in the system if yeah. you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so it's uh, ten minutes in front of five. We're talking to our friends from Kingdom Financial. Question eight one four six seven nine ten eighty. Call or text on this line. I got a couple of special uh, questions here. Clergy. Uh, this whole thing with the housing allowance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any any changes with all that? What's your best uh, advice for all that? There are some changes. We actually just had a clergy tax seminar recently, um, and uh, we we specialize in clergy taxes. We we um, I think we probably have over 100 uh, pastors. We now do, um, but the um, uh, the biggest thing the housing allowance hasn't changed too much. That's still about the same. They can still take off. You know. Uh, Pay their basically pay their housing expenses with tax deductible or tax free money. Uh, the one thing, the big change is health insurance. With uh, so under under the uh, Affordable Care Act, um, churches were many churches have you know just one have the pastor and they're the only employee. And so many times the pastor had insurance through his wife or uh, or they had a um, situation where you know he bought it on his own and the church just reimbursed him for it. On and, the market, and, and they yeah. could do that. They could do that tax free. Well, mm. under under the Affordable Care, they couldn't do that because those didn't have the provisions in there for you know, and uh, but they did pass a law recently, um, not three years, two years ago, I guess now that has kind of reinstated that that they can actually reimburse for that, um, and they and they actually have what they call it ICHSA now, which is uh, individual coverage HSA. That will allow them to even take off the, you know, the deductibles and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. if they work that out. So, so there's been definitely been some um, uh, changes there that would certainly help most pastors. Um, you know, the housing allowance is is, is a complicated thing. <laughs> yeah, <it> sure, <laughs> <For> sure, <laughs> but because because they can't um, they can't get um, you know deductions for the same money they're using to pay for housing and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that it gets a little bit hairy. But uh, but yeah, we we uh, be help, glad to help somebody with that because it's it is a little bit unusual do you ever run into uh what they what they end up doing 
let's say on the coast with the salt, the state and local tax. Does is that is is our local and state taxes around here extreme enough that it affects some of your clients? You know, as far as that deduction goes. Or is it usually you're just doing stand? Well, yeah, it doesn't affect too much because ours are all um, ours, ours are all fixed amounts. So you, you understand the concept of graduated terms. So the the right the in federal, New York State. Oh yeah, my gosh, the federal federal taxes graduated. The more you make, the more higher percentage you pay. But our state and local are a fixed percentage. So so it doesn't really affect you know if you make more, it's not. I mean, you're paying more obviously dollar wise, but you're not paying a higher percentage. So whereas California, New York, yeah, they, they go up higher and higher and higher as you go up. So All right. So that doesn't seem to be a problem. All right. Uh, what if you don't have the money? Let's say you do your taxes. You guys do a, a, a phenomenal job, but I don't have the money to pay because I owe this year. What's, what's your best advice when it comes to that? Well, keep in mind that you're um, first. First of all, I, I tell people don't put it off <laughs> because even if you even if you do your taxes today, your your actual tax isn't due until April fifteenth, right. right, or April seventeenth this year, I think. So you know, a lot of people will put off that put off doing their taxes at all until the last minute because they don't they, they know they're going to owe money and they don't want to pay it. <laughs> well, the good news is you don't have to pay it, right? You can just do your ta- wait. You can do your taxes, get it out of the way, and then you'll know what you have to deal with later on. Uh, the government the government does have um, uh, installment payments though that you can do, um, and they will stretch it out over a year or two years depending on how much you owe and that kind of thing. So so certainly you know I would never say don't file because you, you you're going to have to pay. Uh, because that's certain, you know. There, there's there's ways around that with the uh, with the government. They'll they'll work with you on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing they don't like is you're not filing, you know, because yeah. you know, then it looks like you're trying to get away with it. So, mm-hmm. all right. And uh, I hate to end on a on a downer, but audits. Are you seeing a lot of audits? Should people be like? really concerned about getting their tax returns audited if they're doing it uh, electronically and everything seems to be yeah. above board and whatever there's quite a few audits but the the thing there I guess that's important to realize is what an audit is today compared to what it was right so when I my guess is you're thinking like most people think an audit is when you have to sit down in front of an IRS agent and, and explain everything very few of those audits I've um, out of all the tax returns we've done I think we've been through two of them um, it, most of the audits. You think of uh, you think of Oscar Madison and in, in the Odd Couple bringing <laughs> yeah. his big uh, exactly. banker's box yeah, exactly. of receipts, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and I've been through a couple, so I got yeah. yeah. But uh, most audits today are are a letter in the mail that says, you know, we looked at this and we're wondering why this is like this, or we looked at you know your child tax credit and we need more information on your children. Um, those kind of things are are the typical audit today. They you know because everything's electronic, the computer picks up most of it and says this is this needs to be checked out. Mm. Uh, now if you don't answer them, and that's why you should always answer those letters. If you don't answer mm-hmm. them, then then yeah, you're going to have the IRS saying come in and talk to us because we want to see this. But but if you answer those promptly, you know most of the time you're not going to see a full audit. So okay. interesting stuff. All right, uh, do you have any hopeful <laughs> hopeful advice? Uh, no wait. It sounds like no right? wait. Yeah, get get last year's taken care of earlier, so you can plan for that, and uh, and plan for the future. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, trying to pay the least taxes over time. So something as simple as your work plan. You know, is your income bracket, income tax bracket now lower or higher than it's going to be in the future? Mm. So if it's lower than the future, then you'll want to put your money in as a Roth. 
so that way uh, it'll be tax-free uh, later on. Yeah, makes a lot yeah. of sense. Thank you, gentlemen. Really appreciate it. John Absolutely. Baker, um, Micah Bowers from Kingdom Financial Group, Kingdom Tax Services. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>